Owners of a direct care practice are more likely to experience higher job satisfaction than the insurance-based practice, and it's no wonder why. Direct care is independent of insurance. Patients pay the doctor directly for their expertise. The doctor gets full autonomy in how they care for patients and how they get paid. We've chosen this path for the love of medicine. This is the direct care way. By listening to this podcast, you may even start to believe that you too can have a successful direct care practice. Come listen with an open mind as I share my personal journey on how I pivoted from an insurance-based practice to direct care right in the middle of the pandemic and the valuable lessons along the way. This podcast may be the very thing you need to revitalize your medical practice. I'm your host, owner of a direct care podiatry practice, Dr. T. Nguyen. Are you familiar with the concept of a limiting belief? This was something that I only learned about in the last one to two years. And it goes like this. You're having belief systems or thoughts that are holding you back. Maybe you're saying things like, I can't do that, or I don't see how that's possible. We're going to talk about that and why it's so important to catch yourself and rewire your thought process so you're not functioning on autopilot or in the phase of fear as we commonly do. Now, as a species, thinking negatively about things, it's kind of our baseline. It, it is what keeps us protected. It is what protects our ego and it protects us physically. But we're not being chased by saber-toothed tigers anymore. So we don't have to constantly think of the worst case scenarios all the time. Instead, we need to rewire our thoughts, which was our autopilot baseline thought, and correct them. Of course, correct them in a way that makes us a lot more productive. Because if we don't, then we never really get to reach our full potential because we're functioning at our baseline. And you know, when we're going to be a business owner, we need to move past the default modes that we do have and reprocess that more productively so that we can have a practice that we enjoy and a life that we truly want to live. There's a couple of concepts in here that maybe you're familiar with, maybe you're not, but I want to introduce that so that we can have kind of a framework to work with. There are three things that I see doctors typically do when they experience something negative and they don't know what to do or it's thought that paralyzes them from moving forward. And one of those thoughts is catastrophizing. When you experience something negative, like an online negative review, we tend to think in a catastrophizing way where, okay, I got a negative review. That probably means I'm a bad doctor. That probably means that patients will never see me and then I'll never be able to run my business. That is us catastrophizing, making it the worst case scenario possible. And it's almost like a reflex, the way that we think, this way of thinking. And we really need to step back and just take it for what it is. A negative review is just a negative review. It's not a reflection of who you are and as a person, as an individual, as a doctor. Now, if you have 100% negative reviews, maybe we want to revisit why that's happening. But if it's one out of 10, one out of 100, you're still in good business. People are going to give you negative reviews. You just have to expect that that's normal. We give out negative reviews regularly, right? Don't make it mean more than it, what it means. It just means that that one incident is this one thing and now it's online. Not to say that it doesn't take away the hurt or the pain, but moving forward, putting on your CEO hat, it's it's not very helpful to catastrophize the one thing that happened. Or maybe it happened twice. Maybe it happened three times. The more you do for people, 
expect a ratio of negatives to positive and hopefully there are more positives than there are negatives so we cannot dwell on the negatives we must move forward for the positives so that is catastrophizing in a nutshell we kind of think worst case scenario all the time but we need to course correct and recognize that it's not going to happen in that way that we shouldn't be thinking in that way it's not helpful Another way of thinking that's not helpful is the all or none mentality. And if you have old school parents, maybe they taught us this. Maybe they taught you that. I know I was taught this, that if you don't follow everything to the T, if we're not perfect, then we're the worst, (laughs) right? If we don't get 100% on our scorecard, on our grades, then, you know, being second best isn't worth much of anything at all. And that's kind of, that's not how we need to be thinking, When you think of all or none, that is such a damaging and unhelpful way to think. We don't learn the lessons we're supposed to learn if we think of it as all or none. An example that comes to mind is maybe you've hired an employee or you have a staff member that isn't quite getting all of their marks, that are not hitting all of their expectations. And they make this one mistake and it spirals you. You go down a rabbit hole that really pisses you off. And you feel like you're starting all over again, that you have to start over from scratch. And you think that this person either has it, have it, or they don't. And that's also very damaging because when you start to push on those black and white thinking or the all or none way of thinking onto other people, it makes them feel like they can never meet your standard, that nothing they do is good enough. And it never allows them the opportunity to progress right? We, we cannot aim for all or nothing. Either you're perfect or you're not. We can't do that in business. Instead, we really need to look at the progress from one day to the next, from one quarter to the next for this business ownership thing to work out for us. So we need to really pay attention to ourselves when we are expecting an all or none attitude. The third thing that we often do is we think we can read people's minds. An example that comes up is somebody requests a refund and then we suddenly think that we're a terrible person, that we didn't give our best, that we weren't good enough, whatever it is. We are trying to read their mind as to why they requested that refund request and we make it about ourselves, but we are not seeing it for what it is. We're not seeing it for just they just wanted a refund. And it doesn't matter why they got the refund, you know, especially if it's just the first refund you had and you're like, well, that kind of sucks. That kind of puts me in the negatives, but did it really? Did that one refund bankrupt your business? So not only is that catastrophizing, you're, you're reading, you think you can read their mind. You think that they're requesting that refund because they think that you are incompetent, but did they say that? So those are the three things that can trap us when we're having these limiting beliefs about ourselves, about how we're viewing our business, we start thinking about how it's an all or none scenario, or we catastrophize, we make it bigger than it really is, or we think we can read people's minds and assume things that maybe are not being assumed at all. We're going to need to talk about clearing that headspace. How can we clear those limiting beliefs so that we can change those negative thoughts and patterns that are physically holding us back that's holding our businesses back from making the money that we know we can make so let's talk about how to do that step by step the first thing is once you start to recognize that your thoughts are limiting that you're saying things like i can't or i'm the worst person on earth or i don't deserve this thing let's let's pause for that moment and the first thing you got to do is just 
Be aware that those are thoughts you don't have to believe. You must identify them, you must name them, and you must pay attention to anytime you're saying something like, I can't, or I'm not good enough. Anything that is self-deprecating, you gotta stop yourself right there. And that's step number one, is just recognizing that they exist. Step number two is you got to challenge that thought. Meaning, is it even valid what you're thinking? Ask yourself, are there evidence to support what you're saying on those assumptions? If somebody gave you a negative review, do you truly believe that you're a terrible doctor? Where are the validity in those thoughts? Just because one person said it doesn't make it a true statement all the time, right? So challenge those beliefs. If they're unfounded and it's rooted in your negative self-perception, being aware of it and catching it is the next step. Step number three, now that you're aware, now that you've challenged those thoughts that you've had, you can reframe it. So going back to that negative review, if somebody gave you a negative review, you can reframe that thought and say to yourself, well, they were not a good fit or the expectations were misaligned or they're just kind of some random person who decided to be really negative and they're just expressing it to the world and it has nothing to do with you. What I like to do when I get a negative review is say they're just not a good fit. They just didn't understand how my business is run and that's okay and they self-revealed themselves and perfect. Now I know who they are and they don't have to come back. I don't have to do reach outs and invite them back into the practice and try to prove myself. We're just not a good fit and that's okay. So that's how you can reframe a negative thought. The next exercise is to really imagine yourself in a positive outcome. So this is visualization. This is what all athletes do. And this is how the big winners win. They are visualizing what they want step by step. So how can you visualize a positive outcome? How can you put yourself in a more positive mindset? You can look at how you can bury a negative review. You can visualize that, yes, this negative review exists, but it doesn't reflect who I am as a person. It doesn't reflect my business core values. And I am visualizing attracting more people who do fit my practice, more people who value what I do. That is what I'm going to visualize. I'm not going to focus on the negatives. Yes, they exist, but I'm actually going to focus more on the good things that I do do for my community, the people who I have helped, the 90 positive reviews that do exist. So that's visualizing the next step for you. Number five is just reaffirming or creating daily affirmations around those positive thoughts that you must use and have to drown out the negative ones. So for every negative thought that you have about yourself, counteract that with three affirmations to reinforce positive thinking. So for example, if you're saying, I feel like I'm not good enough, then you must counter that with three positive thoughts, such as I am a hard worker. I am worthy of getting paid. I attract good people. When you reinforce those negative thoughts with three positive ones, you start to drown out those negative thoughts. And this takes time and this, is, this takes practice. You might even wanna take out a pen and paper and write down what three affirmations you wish to say and say it repeatedly first thing in the morning and last thing at night so that you can start drowning out those negative thoughts. Number six, we want to start seeking evidence of the contrary, of contrary to those negative beliefs. When you say things like, I'm not worthy, can you find evidence opposite to that that makes you feel worthy of it so look for examples where you were worthy 
of someone's attention, where you were worthy of somebody paying you. Maybe somebody did already pay you. So you've already proven to yourself that you are worthy of what you know and how you give it. And then you found the people who appreciated that. So find evidence where it's contrary to your negative belief, where you feel like you're not worthy. And then look at your reviews that you do have. Maybe you've got five already. Maybe you've got 500. And those can act as a way to show evidence to yourself that you are worthy of attracting quality patients to your practice. Number seven is setting realistic goals. What we're doing here are small, manageable tasks, like giving yourself three affirmations daily. And you can, if you can't think of these affirmations, you can Google it and type out common affirmations and pick the three that resonates with you. So setting yourself realistic goals to move on to the next task is going to be very helpful. So if you're kind of struggling with that one negative review, setting a realistic goal on how you're going to deal with it to help you build your confidence and get through the next negative belief that comes your way. Every time you have a negative thought, you're going to write it down. And in the five minutes that you have to reflect on that negative thought you have, you're going to write the three positive affirmations. Number seven is setting realistic goals. So was your realistic goal having five reviews by the end of the month? So if you have five reviews by the end of the month, you could, from a numbers point of view, expect one to be not perfect. And I see doctors freak out when they get four stars out of five and they're in panic mode. And that's a limiting belief on its own. It's something that we need to challenge. It doesn't mean that you were not excellent. It just meant that their standards were just different. What do they even mean by four? Maybe they said everything that you thought was worth five stars, but they made it four. And it doesn't mean a negative. It just means they gave you four stars and that's it. That is still a positive. So setting realistic goals for yourself, for your business. So what is your goal? Your goal is maybe to get five new reviews, positive reviews. And then the expectations of that is sometimes you're going to get a negative one. That's totally normal. Moving on to number eight, to change the way you think, to move past the negative thoughts these limiting beliefs, to clear them out, you have to surround yourself with positivity, meaning the people you're around, the books that you read, maybe even turning off the news and getting off of social media if it's filling your headspace with negativity or limiting beliefs, right? If they're feeding to your negative beliefs, you're going to want to be around a different environment. Maybe you have to let go of some friendships that aren't serving you. Maybe you have to just spend less time with them. Maybe it's a family member that is, you know, starting to feel kind of toxic. Maybe you don't want to abandon them, but you can walk away from them when you feel like it's just not your vibe. So that's what you can do with dealing with negative thoughts. There's enough inside of our head. We don't need that reflected in the outside world. So protect your outside space too. Number nine, if you are really struggling and you need more help, therapy, counseling, books on self-help exist for you. You're only a purchase away from getting advice from professionals. So take advantage of that. We have the luxury of accessing those things. So we should access those things once we recognize that it's a thing that we need to work on. Number 10 is a really good one that I'm also working on myself is practicing mindfulness and meditation. That means the chattery parts of our brain is if it's constantly going, we don't have a chance to breathe and think to ourselves. It means to step away from the brain chatter and just focus on a simple task. 
like writing or reading. I love journaling because when you get stuff on paper, then you can reorganize it instead of letting it marinate and float around in your brain space. So once you make it tangible, it's easier to process. You don't ruminate in it. If you like to meditate, you can do movement meditation. Some people do surgery and that's a meditation for themselves where they're just focusing on the one thing. Yoga meditation, I think I talked about. Walking meditations, just being in nature is a way to meditate that isn't necessarily sitting still, but you do want to be able to focus on the one thing to quiet out the noise that does exist in our default mode. So that if that's something that you haven't done, that is something that you can definitely work on. The last step that I have for you, if you can't go through one through 10 because it's like way too exhaustive, I get it. The last thing that you can do to override that negative self-talk is to celebrate your small wins, the small successes that you have achieved. So let's say you're troubled by this one negative review, celebrate the positive ones. They're, they're out there. They exist. You just have to find it. You have to ask for it. Maybe your patients aren't even online and they write you a nice card. Reflect on those cards and say, this was a positive experience, which is going to outweigh the negative ones. The small successes that you have, don't overlook them. Don't allow the negatives to weigh those down. Instead, use that as a way to pick yourself up and celebrate your small wins. Maybe your small win was you got a new patient today. Those are really fun wins because once you start to celebrate one, you start you suddenly start to notice another one that comes in and then another one and then suddenly your schedule is full and you're like, this is what I've been waiting for. But don't wait for the end of the year to look back on your bottom line to look back at your profits, your P&L, your profits and losses, and then choose that as a marker of success. Because as business owners, we're going to have some years that are going to challenge us. And we're going to have some years that are really worth celebrating. And if you skip those parts and you only wait till the end result to your end target to celebrate, then it's going to be a big struggle from here on out. I'm telling you. So take a moment to reflect every single day, make this a practice a positive practice of celebrating the successes that you did have in that day and use that as momentum to continue on to the next day and on the next day until you've accumulated the thought patterns of positivity that can then drown out the negatives that was your default mood and start drowning those out. So that's how we can really rewire the way that we think in order to attract more positivity, attract more money, increase your bottom line, and have the life that we truly want. So the fastest way to counteract a negative thought is number one, recognize it. Number two, drown it out with positive thoughts. Number three, repeat this process over and over again. Simple enough? All right, let's get to work. That's all I've got for today. I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe so more people like you can have access to another way of practicing medicine, the direct care way. Let's connect. Find my info in the show notes and send me your questions. It might be the topic for future episodes. And lastly, if you remember nothing else, remember this. Be the energy you want to attract. See you next time.